0: Dr. Manzur Qadir, thank you very much uh, for taking my call and welcome to Radio Canada International.
1: Thank you very much. It's my pleasure.
0: Now, you are one of the principal authors of, the, of a report it talks about um, uh, rising levels of toxic brine at uh, desalination plants. Um, before we go uh, any further... Uh, Can you explain to, you know, our listeners what brine is?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll just go a little bit uh, further. Uh, We know that uh, the world at large is becoming more and more water scarce. This may not be very relevant to Canada, which is blessed with large volumes of uh, freshwater resources, but there are areas uh, across the world where uh, water scarcity uh, has increased over time, uh, specifically areas like Middle East and North Africa. So in order to address that water scarcity, more and more countries are trying to use different water increasing options and one of them is uh, a desalination mm-hmm. uh, process which basically generates uh, water uh, which could be used for uh, uh, for different purposes uh, during uh, this production process uh, one component produces desalinated water which is good quality water but at the same time there is a trade off Uh, resulting in uh, the production of brine. Hmm. Brine is a hypersaline, highly concentrated uh, in salt. It's a kind of salt solution because uh, when uh, desalinated water is produced, all the salts are concentrated in brine. So brine can... uh, contains actually con- concentration of salts, which are, which, which, which are in, in, in high amounts. And uh, then these high concentration uh, brine uh, collections, they are, if we are using seawater uh, for desalination, uh, this goes back to the sea. They are thrown away uh, into the sea. And uh, there it creates problem for the aquatic life.
0: Mm. Why, why is that?
1: Uh, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Because uh, when we, uh, brine is basically, as I mentioned, is a highly concentrated with salts. In those actually parts of the sea where uh, it is disposed of, it increases the local temperature of the sea in that part. It also increases uh, uh, significantly the salt level of already saline seawater. Combined these two factors, they decrease the dissolved oxygen level into the water. We technically call it a term hypoxia, which basically says that the 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 amount of oxygen decreases uh, in these areas where brine is disposed, and if the, the concentration of oxygen is decreases, that becomes then uh, a limiting factor uh, and a limitation for the aquatic organisms which are in that vicinity. So it's very important that the oxygen levels remain in an appropriate concentration so that the aquatic life sustains there. Hmm. There is another element of uh, this uh, desalination process, because the desalination plants they get large volumes of seawater, and they have the large nets which uh, which actually uh, are used to to you can say uh, screen that water because uh, these desalination plants cannot deal with the aquatic organisms. Those may come actually into the desalination plant. So the larger uh, the organisms may hit with these uh, strong uh, nets, and they may be physically damaged. So that may be another dimension of uh, brine. So I, uh, th- these are as I wanted actually to highlight in terms of the implications of uh, brine. In, in aquatic systems,
0: how big of a problem are we talking about is how how much water are these uh, fresh water are these desalination plants are producing, and how much brine is produced in the process
1: uh, i i can um, uh, 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 i think in terms of uh, Uh, the global production of brine, if I translate into common language, I would say uh, annual volume of brine produced all over the world is almost equal to the area of fluoride if it is covered by one foot of uh, uh, 30 centimeters of brine.
0: Wow. So uh, we produce enough brine... A year to cover the state of the US state of Florida with one feet of brine, uh, that's a lot.
1: That's correct, yeah. So, and that, that's where we, we, we wanted actually to estimate the global volume of brine production. Because uh, previously, uh, no one has uh, ever done actually a comprehensive assessment of uh, brine production. And uh, usually it was anticipated that uh, the volume of brine is almost equal to the volume of uh, desalinated water. But our estimates suggest that those estimates were very conservative. In fact, we produce more brine than actually desalinated water. So say, for instance, if we produce one liter of uh, desalinated water, we produce one and a half liters of brine
0: hmm. on the average. And, and then how is this brine uh, disposed of? Is it just uh, flows in pipes back into the sea, or what happens with it?
1: There are actually uh, two major areas of brine production. One is in those plants which rely on seawater for desalination, in those areas, uh, the, the brine goes back to the sea through pipes. But there are desalination plants which are inland and which basically are based on um, on brackish groundwater. The groundwater is pumped, so fresh water is generated, uh, high-quality water is generated, and the brine, which is produced, either inject back into the deep soil strata or Commonly, it is also disposed of into small depressions which are called evaporation ponds, where uh, the whatever the little amounts of water is left in brine that evaporates, leaving behind large amounts of salts on the on the surface of those evaporation ponds
0: so uh, just as a kind of a What do you you want people to know? What what do you want people to take away from this paper?
1: Uh, There are uh, different elements of the message. Uh, One, for professionals, it's very important that they are aware of uh, the methodology uh, that we developed uh, in order to assess uh, the brine production all over the world. We also assessed uh, brine production by different technologies. Uh, We would like actually to highlight the results of uh, this publication for the attention of those countries which are producing large volumes of brine. Uh, Just to give you an idea, since uh, uh, Canada is not a water scarce country, of the total brine, which is produced all over the world, 70 percent is produced in Middle East and North Africa region, because that's a spot of water scarcity. And uh, of the total uh, brine produced, four countries together, they produce more than 50 percent. 55 percent of the total brine is produced by four countries, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Kuwait, and Qatar.
0: Hmm. Is there a use for this brine, Um, something that uh, could be put to good use or a more environmentally friendly way of disposing of it? Uh,
1: There are uh, uh, different research groups uh, who are working on uh, how we can make uh, uh, use of uh, brine, which is uh, technically feasible, uh, economically viable and uh, environmentally sustainable. Uh, one of the options uh, which we came across is that this hyper saline brine can be used to raise certain fish species which can tolerate that very high levels of salts. And uh, studies have shown that uh, the fish yield by using that brine uh, is further increased rather than being negatively affected. But these are the studies which have been done on a pilot scale. The key issue would be if we translate those studies on a larger scale. So there are other, actually, uh, studies b- which are being done in order to manage uh, brine uh, in an enfi- environmentally feasible way.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you very much uh, for, for taking the time to explain this to me and to our listeners. and. Uh, Um, All the best.
1: Thank you very much. My pleasure to talk to you.